everybody to another edition of rsf radio today is february 8th and this is the podcast where we talk about what's been going on the week of our street fighter uh, but before we get to what's been hitting up the front page of our street fighter actually i have to hit up some uh the seo uh just so i have to say it out loud leading off, reading off this list uh, just so that i can so i can tag in the podcast so bear with me folks while i read through these very important seo notes i just again i just have to say these out loud so i can tag them uh because that's this is what get, this is what's getting the clicks these days okay first off it's gonna read right down the list okay marvel marvel vs. capcom infinite is dead uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Dragon Ball Z Fighters, uh, Android Twenty One Dunks, Fuck Abigail, uh, Men's Short Sleeve Silk Button Up with Goku Print, uh, and Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is not dead. Okay, again, I just have to say those out loud so I can tag those uh, before we get into the actual topics of today, which is the front page of <laughs> our Street Fighter. Okay, anyway, into the real news. A lot of stuff actually happened this, uh, this particular week. And last weekend, uh, two weekends ago, I should say, Evo Japan happened, but numbers just came out. Sorry, I got hit. I got too far in the past that I don't, don't remember how dates work or how this podcast works because I talked about it all last week anyway. Uh, so numbers just came out. Lots of good numbers. The numbers are high. We got to see. Those are These are not rookie numbers. These are pro numbers. Evo Japan was one hell of an event. Um, just like to point out here, kind of on this chart, it's interesting to see like day one, day two, pretty steady, steady watches all throughout. You see a lot of people were tuning in generally. Uh, Smash 4 started things off, then Tekken 7, you can see that peak. Guilty Gear kept things around that level, but then when Street Fighter 5 started, uh, they reached just about uh, 100,000 concurrent viewers at the same at one time, which is... I don't know, it's, it's pretty good numbers for your first time event out in Evo Japan. I mean, I know that it's Evo Japan and it's got that, you know, it carries that whole weight of that. Uh, but still, it, it's cool to see this data like this. I would say people on, on Reddit love data. And this data is pretty, pretty useful, I would say. Uh, but if you're wondering uh, what Japan was, uh, what Evo Japan was like, uh, someone had posted this to the front page of our Street Fighter, which is a you know, brief little five minute kind of documentary on what Evo Japan was like uh, and what it kind of meant for a lot of people involved and you know what is this competition uh, what was it like to compete uh, how do the competitors view it uh, what do they think about it being in Japan versus Evo World or Evo USA uh, as some people call it out in this documentary and it's just it's nice and it's well done and I think that anytime that Corey does a a video that has anything to do with Street Fighter. Uh, it's probably going to get called out on this podcast. Uh, dude puts in... Not even that the dude puts in work, but has consistently quality work uh, and continues to do extremely well. Uh, his videos are a pleasure to watch. Uh, not in just like someone who enjoys fighting games kind of way, but in a... Oh, that's just a good documentary kind of way. Uh, so I recommend uh, watching this whole thing. It's, very, again, a brief little short snippet documentary, only five minutes long. But if you're wondering what the EVO experience was like, uh, this is a good jumping off point. 
Okay, now speaking of competitors in Japan, uh, big thing over there, and which is what it kind of bring up in the video is prize money. You cannot compete for, uh, just in basic terms, I'm just giving an umbrella terms here, basically cannot compete for any kind of amount of money, like in video games, because it's considered like a gambling thing, and you can't, it can't be done. So what they did recently, uh, there's a committee that came forth and said, we have these licenses now, uh, and we're going to give them out uh, to select number of players or to anyone who applied. Uh, and I bring up this list, and it was this list was posted not just as the list of people who have licenses, but specifically for who, who is left out of this list. Uh, and I think you'll specifically not see Momochi on this list. Um, which is interesting. Uh, if you remember from last week, we talked about him uh, trying to build up his uh, Shinobism team with Choco Blanca. Uh, and you might think, oh, maybe he would want a license, or at least for his, his competitors as well. Uh, but I don't think that's their goal. And I don't think Momochi said that that's his goal. There's actually some further reading that you can do uh, from what Momochi has said in the past. He spoke on this. And it's not necessarily that he is against the ability to compete for cash prizes in Japan. He seems to be okay with that, but what he seems to be in disagreement with, and I'm saying this in very brief terms, he's, he actually put it quite elegantly, he's kind of a good writer, um, put it that he's against it being at the, at the mercy of a committee of people who decide what is competition versus what is gambling or who deserves licenses and who does not. Uh, and for that, I definitely give Momochi a shit ton of respect uh, for that. I should share at some point the story about when my wife boxed out Momochi one time, but she didn't know it, it was him at the time. She was trying to film a match and kind of gave him, gave him a hit. He's very short in real life. But anyway, that's that's an aside. I'll have to remind myself to tell that story. But uh, regardless, uh, interesting that he either didn't apply or was not given a uh, a license. So anyway, uh, kind of sticking along with that topic and esports in Japan. Uh, there was actually a message from uh, Capcom CEO uh, saying that, surprise, surprise, <laughs> esports are the vision. Esports are the future. Uh, he didn't say that. He actually said in a quote here, we are strengthening our marketing and quality assurance to produce world-class products and solidify our position as a top runner in the evolving video game market. Uh, he goes on to say more stuff about how they're trying to position their company and their products as esports titles to be a sports. They're going full esports, guys. You have to... You know, buckle up, go along for the ride here. But something that I want to call out uh, in this brief statement, and I don't know if it's a mistranslation, uh, and I called this out because it was something, it was either the way that it was phrased or just the, something about it seemed a little off to me. Uh, and it's the center, it's it's the center paragraph here. So it would sandwich between two good things. He did the, the troublings, he did the CEO messaging of, here's some good news, here's some troubling news, here's some good news. It's very... It's a pretty good CEO speak. Uh, and he goes on to say, uh, Also of note, last year it was uncovered that there has been widespread product quality data falsification at major Japanese manufacturers. 
this discovery deeply affected the operations of these companies and the brands they had developed over many long years. It, the wording of this makes it sound as though it is other companies who have had this. It is like a widespread issue, and it turns out that that is a thing that has happened. Uh, I was actually linked to another article when I posted this question of what does this mean? Uh, someone re replied to something that was going on in many Japanese businesses. I'll actually link that as well. It doesn't have anything to do with Street Fighter, so it's not you won't find it on the sub. Uh, but it was a brief article. It was actually kind of a long business insider article about uh, names a couple of businesses. Uh, Capcom's not one of them. There was no software companies listed on them. But I imagine that in Japan, I think that the message that they're trying to get across is, yes, there are QAQC problems uh, widespread, just in general, and many or many people might be affected by this or might be in people's the forefront of people's minds. Uh, we're going to crack down on this. To which I say, it's Street Fighter V, man. If you want to talk about a QAQC nightmare, hot damn. Uh, I don't know if... <laughs> I don't know if it was implied that this is, like, indirect response to that. I don't know if they think it's a great product. I, it, this does not give me enough information to go off of, but I just think that that was a very interesting... Uh, a little, little negative bit tied between your compliment sandwich, Mr. CEO. Uh, appreciate that speak. Uh, anyway, that's kind of all of the the business talk that... Uh, actually, no, I lied. We got more esports for you. I haven't got out of the esports segment. Never mind. I lied. I had like a, I had a transition out that I wanted to get to because I want to stop talking about the sports, but I can't. I was lassoed in. Now I'm roped in to talk about more esports. Okay. Uh, this announcement came out of... We got Capcom Pro Tour information. It's finally out there. And some of the first ones, we got dates uh, for Final Round and NCR. So I don't think the entirety of the schedule's all, all figured out, but at least the early year stuff is, is pretty much set. I call this out specifically because I think... Our Street Fighter has plans to help get uh, Chris CCH, who's actually our points leader from our last year's online season. He's like our major points leader. He kind of got ousted by... Uh, there was some weird like Red Bull sports arena stuff. I don't know if anyone wants to... If I want to dig into that right now. I don't want to really sling any mud about that, but there was an issue there, which we can get into later uh, when we start talking about uh, more of Chris CCH's quote-unquote sponsorship um but he was not allowed to go off and compete at the end of last year uh but uh i believe that ncr is the event that he really is tending to go to and he lives closer to that region so it kind of makes sense uh but we'll be pulling for him uh, at ncr at least at least i will be he's a very strong player very strong guile player um, and again, our points leader from last year. But anyway, uh, meat of this this post, meat of this topic is that a lot of the early season has been figured out for uh, the Capcom Pro Tour. Uh, so dig into this stuff. Maybe start planning some trips if you want to get out there. Uh, if you want to start or earning your points now, now's the time. Now's the time to do it. Uh, and speaking of the, <laughs> the earlier events and events that are on the Capcom Pro Tour, Evo, Evo World. The big money. Okay. I was kind of joking about this earlier, but uh, something that a lot of people have been talking about. 
it was actually, I don't know, the whole trajectory of uh, FTC Twitter, I kind of will never understand. No, I do understand it because it's just, it's the most extreme alarmist bullshit and it's hilarious. Uh, if you track it day by day and it, it was so funny over the last couple weeks of people being like Dragon Ball Fighter Z is out man it's smashing up it's gonna smash it's gonna dunk Android 21 is gonna dunk Marvelous Capcom Infinite because this is the only game we're gonna play which like those those games are not really qualifiably the same really in any way if you play both of them uh, different feel of both uh, and that was the message leading up to this announcement uh, in which you can see here uh, at EVO the, the lineup for the main stage what's missing Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite it is not on the list uh, and immediately following this there was backlash from many communities and rightfully so I, I, I believe of people posting numbers of yo this was our third or fourth most uh, entered event at our at our big competition at our at our major uh how can you deny these numbers if you're going if you're based on numbers and telling me that it's fizzling i have the stats right here that is telling you that is qualifiably not true uh and you just see tons of people say marvel is not and it's just so funny to see people going from marvel is dead to no marvel is not dead and here's why um funny twitter is hilarious don't pay too much attention to it <laughs> Regardless, uh, it's actually been really awesome to see a bunch of people that are supporting their game. Here's like the the cynic in me is saying that it takes a major event like this of someone doing some uh, ill-advised bullshit uh, for EVO announcements uh, to make an entire community be like, no, we love this game. We love promoting this game. We love playing this game. Where it's like, no, you should just do that all the time. Like, be passionate about your community. Be passionate about your, your fighting game. And kind of disregard information that is... Not disregard information, but just kind of... Use your energy instead of hating on games to, bol to bolster your own games. And I'm not even just saying it is... Like, I personally... I don't really love Marvel's Capcom Infinite. I don't play it that much. Um, but I also don't play DBFZ a whole lot. But so I'm not, I don't have a dog in this race. I'll enjoy watching both of them at Evo. Uh, I'll also enjoy watching the Samurai Showdown 2 in that one dude's room. Uh, just got to find that flyer that's posted on that random wall somewhere to know where the room is. Um, so I don't know. It's... <laughs> Just support your games, folks. Uh, show love for your game. Continually show love for your game because I think that might have been where this misstep came from. I know that Mark Mann's gotten out in front of this and actually responded to kind of in a lengthy response. I wonder, I, I'm not certain if that response was linked in the comments of this thread, uh, but if not, I will try and link it and get that in the comments or perhaps post it. Mm, it's probably on the Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite uh, subreddit anyway uh if you're actually looking for that kind of information but this is street fighter podcast so i gotta stick to street fighter stuff street fighter 5 arcade edition is uh it it is listed as one of the major events but it is not listed as the main event because the the things have not been the games have not been ordered uh, there's a list here of what games will be there but it does not list the order of which they will uh, they will go off uh, in terms of you know What's going on Sunday? What's going on main stage? It's, 
the schedule's not set yet. I'm assuming Street Fighter will be the finisher because it has been for years and numbers kind of prove that most people end up watching Street Fighter anyway. I get it. Makes sense. Uh, however, just know for the other games that are listed in here, this is not... This might be the assumed order, but this is not guaranteed to be the order, is, is all I say. It's just a forewarning about that. Okay, now we're going to spin out uh, of esports talk. We're going to talk about something a little bit healthier for the community, a little bit uh, better for your self-improvement instead of worrying about your esports and you know what games are making and what games aren't. I'm talking about Street Fighter and being a gym rat. Uh, <laughs> this is a thing. Uh, I only bring this up because I think that the self-improvement is a is a quality that benefits any fighting game player uh and if you want to have lead a good healthy lifestyle that can be a good yeah it's something that can reflect positively on uh, on your performance in game uh is how i'm going to tie that one up uh, but this dude here uh <laughs> fat ass pig with ph so he's a cool ass pig oh fucking reddit names uh <laughs> he created a he was asking for people who are you know, that like to work out uh, that also like to play fighting games um, but then it kind of spun more from that and it's got like this whole discord set up uh, I think he's kind of forming a very small community of people small community of swole fighters uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just I'm tickled that my brain came up with that in the moment I'm sorry I have to laugh at my own joke and appreciate that it's pretty good uh, regardless if you find yourself um if you find yourself as a gym rat, uh, if you go to GTL but the laundry is replaced with, or if you've got an arcade at your laundry, if you've got a cabinet at your laundry, then cool. Uh, this is the place you want to go. Or if you're looking at some kind of self-improvement or you know improving your health, uh, I would recommend taking it because a lot of those guys are pretty positive about it and just want to uh, promote healthy lifestyle decisions, uh, health choices, folks. Uh, a little bit of positivity in your life. I want to get, shine a light on that. Uh, not quite esports, but something that I think is awesome. I want to bring up. There is a you know, spinning out of that big tournaments uh, coming up uh, June 8th through the 10th at Optic Arena. Uh, this is in Fort Worth, Texas. Kind of like uh, yeah, it's not a huge major tournament. However, I will say five thousand dollar pot bonus uh, for. Uh, for Street Fighter, so look into this tournament if you are in that region. Uh, I only bring it up because this is something that you know, I had never heard of Optic Arena before, and this is a pretty generous offer to the community. Uh, looks like they're trying to get into. Uh, fuck, did I get roped back into esports? Anyway, uh, regardless, I want to bring up tournaments that don't typically get a lot of light shown on them from time to time. Uh, and in that same, oh, damn it. I don't think I linked it here. Uh, there was another one as well, which we'll give a shout out to, you know what we'll do? I'll give a shout out to it on, uh, this week's, uh, on Monday's tournament. Cause I like giving, uh, shout outs to tournaments on the Monday tournament. That's usually a spot, uh, for that, but this is a $5,000 pop bonus. That's, that's like, that's some good, that's a good payday. Uh, so maybe think about traveling if you are even close to that region where it makes sense for you to do so. Uh, but if not, it's also probably going to get some, have some good experience out there. I mean, you'll obviously get to play against some strong competitors who are looking to make some, make some green. Okay. Let's get out of esports and get in just into some hype Alex shit. That's right, MAGA. 
SEO. Uh, no, uh, anytime that there is a Alex, this was not actually MAGA stuff. This is just Liang Hub. Buh, buh, buh. Uh, I love I love Liang Hub's compilation videos. They're some of the best. Uh, I would recommend just digging into his whole. I think I've said this before in this podcast, but I love his history of, of videos, and I'm glad to see that he's still doing work, uh, highlighting a bunch of sick ass Street Fighter play. Uh, and Alex is one of the most hyped characters to watch. Uh, if you want to see some hot parry action, usually is is how that goes. Usually there's some parries going on. And there's some cool business. And then the character dies. That's usually how these videos go. You know the story. Uh, and it's fun and exciting. Uh, and sometimes weird about how you know, Alex's normals interact in some really cool setups that you see. Uh, and he gives a lot of shout outs and links to maybe people to follow. So I see a lot of people asking from time to time, but where do I go to find people to watch for Alex? Well, look at Liang Hub's videos and... Well, not just Alex in particular, but there's lots of characters that he likes to highlight. Uh, in which case, I say look at the names, check the names, and try and follow them on on Twitch or Twitter or what have you, uh, and get your information that way. Just another one of the many ways. Okay, moving on. Uh, another highlight reel, uh, not quite a highlight reel so much as setups reel. Uh, Vega, one of the low-tier characters in this video game, uh, shows some pretty neat stuff. Not all of it looks like super real to me uh, in terms of practical setups, but if you're looking for some some cheeky cross-up, critical art cross-up setups, uh, that could be if that's in if that's kind of your thing. There's some good meaty set crossover corpse hop setups. Uh, there's some parry bait setups. It's it's a cool tech video. Uh, even if you don't play Vega, it could be useful to watch just in case you run into that Vega who's going to pop that corpse hop set up on you and go, I was not blocking the right way, uh, which can get weird sometimes. Uh, that video was posted by Minuet SF5. Uh, it's about two and a half minutes of cool Vega setups and this general fuckery, let's say. Setups and combos. It's good stuff. Um, and he wears the good Vega outfit, in my opinion. Okay, some more guide work, guide and lab work, I should say. I kind of smashed that together verbally, because that's sometimes what happens when your brain is mush. Uh, this one posted by Sheldon. Um, Sheldon is a... Uh, he frequents the weekly tournaments, has for years. Uh, he's a veteran of, of the show. Uh, and I think recently he's getting into more content creation now, uh, which is awesome, because I think he's a great player. Uh, he has a it's a very smart mind about how he plays and how he reads his opponents and how he deals with his opponents. Uh, he's a good mind for that. Uh, if you want to watch any of his play, it's mostly adapting to his opponent. Uh, it's good stuff. Uh, but this one, he goes into defensive tricks of how do you escape the corner? Uh, don't get baited into pressing buttons. Maybe just try and bulldog your way out. Walk forward and block. Make little micro steps. Uh, intentionally step forward and then continue and then block. Don't try and block on reaction. Just you know, work your way out. Step that ladder, get your way out. And he shares a little clip of him getting out of the corner against a, a strong birdie. Just, oh man! So I love that. If people are watching the video, there's a moment here, uh, like two seconds in to this clip. He just stands still. He's not blocking there because you can't stand up and block. You either have to be walking backwards like that or crouch blocking to 
if you just want to stand in place. And he's just standing there, and that's a that's a very Sheldon move. And I think that it it speaks to what that can do mentally to your opponent in terms of what buttons they might want to press and what options they might want to go for if you're doing that. And more so, he's doing that in the corner. That's a pretty ballsy move. Uh, regardless, I want to give him a quick shout out. Maybe give him a follow on Twitch. He runs some tournaments as well, uh, so I'd maybe look out for that. Uh, this is Twitter account. I have that somewhere. Uh, Sheldon Carey. Carey spelled C-A-R-Y. That's right. No blow up his Twitter. I don't even think he has a profile picture set. <laughs> that's that's how much he cares. Uh, regardless. Uh, Good little tips and tricks. Also, he's very open to giving advice. Uh, so if you're a player who is looking for any kind of Shoto advice, he typically plays Shotos and has been for years. Um, look that dude up and find him in the Discord. I'm sure he loves it when I throw work his way. Uh, so be nice to him. He's a good dude. All right, next up. Uh, another kind of guide in lab work. Uh, this is more IRL lab work of how to make your... Uh, your fighting game online experience run probably a little bit better. Uh, I I love this post because this is something that doesn't the game never will never tell you, uh, and also you won't know how to do this unless you are deep into it. Which, in retrospect, if you're listening to this podcast, you might be deep into it. You might be deep into fighting games. You might have your thumb on the pulse of it. But if not, <laughs> if this is somehow reaching you, the listener. Uh, something called port forwarding how to make your connection better uh in street fighter 5 and this is actually a really detailed post of how to do that uh it shares links on how to do it and which ports you should forward to and maybe which ports you should avoid forwarding to due to like security reasons uh it's a i recommend if you haven't done if i say the word port forwarding and you haven't done that if you if that's not something you have done for your internet connection uh check out this post uh post haste because this will benefit your online experience trust me uh it can be night and day for some people maybe not true of all people uh there's some people who have done it maybe changed their port once and then been like that wasn't good so they changed it back to whatever they had or never changed it and just continue to have bad online experience but what i'm saying here is it it is possible to have a better online experience then why not go for it this just helps in all general fighting games, not just Street Fighter V, but like all of them. So go ahead and do that if you haven't already. Uh, well, check out this post at least if you don't know how to do that. I won't get into it here on this podcast because it's a lot of numbers and online bullshit. Uh, ISPs, routers, uh, Verizon, um, Ethernet cable, um, coaxials. Anyway, that's internet speak, uh, so let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> uh, enough about that boring shit for the nerds. Uh, here's some other fun boring shit for the nerds is frame data and perhaps display lag. Uh, so uh, the, this post was made in kind of acquisitive way of saying maybe things have changed. So if you remember back, uh, I Banana Killer posted that he's getting better input lag than he had previously uh, for Arcade Edition. And something that came from this, I'm actually going to follow this link. We're going to follow this and we're going to dive in and go to the Twitterverse uh, to check out and see because this this is interesting. Uh, the changing 
internets, internets, forwarding your ports, uh, reduced the lag significantly in some cases. Now, that isn't to say that the base input lag that was tested from display lag is from what they've they've tested there was no change so perhaps this only applies to to being online not exactly sure what the what the testing or how it was done i think that's important to, to note here but something i will note uh is that input lag is inconsistent uh kind of ranging between four and six which to me uh is almost worse than having consistent input lag because if it's consistent input lag you can tell yourself oh this is the timing when you need to be frame perfect or at least within two frames is is the case with street fighter 5 but that spread that i just told you is three frames difference which you could be well off if things are if things are weird so i don't know if this was dug into properly i don't know if it's got a whole lot of coverage either um so you can see here it only got five retweets so i don't know what is if people knew us or debunked this right away it doesn't look like they did uh but if this is something that's important to you because input lag was apparently important to everybody uh i mean this got less retweets than the amount of input lag uh street fighter 5 launched with so consider that this is, this is weird weird statistics i'm throwing weird numbers i'm throwing at you uh but regardless uh it's cool if things have been made for the better uh, for Street Fighter V Arcade Edition. My assumption is that they haven't because of the way that display lag tested things. But then what this reveals is that perhaps it's inconsistent input lag, which to me is a little bit more troublesome than things just staying. I'd rather it have just stayed the same because it's one of those things where when I play, I, it sometimes feels weird. I don't know exactly why, and I'm not one to blame input lag, but when there is a variation like this, that can make me scratch my beard a little bit. Um, all right, just wanted to bring that up. Maybe check that out. Maybe try and look. If you happen to be someone who knows a thing or two about input lag and frames like that, recommend checking that out and maybe digging into it. Uh, speaking of changes made to the game, a patch is coming. When? We don't know. Uh, this is actually posted under the... <laughs> under the title of patch coming tomorrow uh, to fix a bunch of bugs but no that's that is not the case actually uh this was like an announcement that there will be a patch coming to fix these bugs uh, so i actually want to give some love to uh weed and <laughs> weed and hatson uh weed is uh w-y-d-d on twitter and hatson fgc on twitter uh for doing a, a fuck ton of research into what little bugs are are present in this version of the game because there are like there are tiny weird bugs it's weird weird hitbox things that they've they've dug through the sf5 sim sf5 diff uh for you know what's been going on kind of what the hitboxes and push boxes look like and if you know, hitboxes disappear for any reason and it forces people to ban a character outright for whatever fucking reason uh this lists all of those things out and says these are all of the like legitimately coded wrong bugs in this video game uh and the patch is coming 
Doesn't say when, but the patch is coming in the next update. Whatever that means. I don't know. I don't know when that's coming, but in the next update, it says right there. That was the source of confusion, but again, I want to give a huge thank you to uh, Weed and Hudson just in general from the FGC. Like, thanks you for your your service, uh, because if no one would be doing that, we wouldn't have known about these things, like at all. <laughs> or at least it would have taken us a long time to find out that urine doesn't have a hitbox one. Well, Anyway, people are doing stuff in the community. Want to give a, another big shout out to Vesper Arcade. Uh, he posted this long video here of uh, his potential tier list of where he thinks uh, people stand. Uh, a couple things to note here. Uh, I mean, the main thing I want to say here is that it's not just a list of characters. It's an hour long discussion of who probably belongs where on the tier list. Uh, I'm not, personally, I'm not one to really do a tier list. I don't love making them. Uh, I don't really care to look at them all that much or know about them that much. I really, really care about it with the matchups. That's all that really matters to me. However, if tier list is something that matters to you and you want to dig into this conversation, it's a good conversation about, you know, what characters can exploit, what they, where they lack. That's really where the good meat of this conversation is, is what are characters capable of um, and what where perhaps they could be could be lacking. I think that's where the, the good meat is. That's the that's the actual nutrients. That's the that's the nutrients of this conversation sandwich. Uh, and Vesper Arcade gets into that uh, over an hour, and he puts. I'm not sure I entirely agree with this this tier list in general. However, it, it's it looks all right for the most part. I'd probably move a little couple characters here and there, but Rashid, Abigail, Guile, Kuma being top tier, okay, okay. Uh, and there's not, again, to note that this game doesn't necessarily have a huge difference in terms of tier, like A plus to A is not a huge, like, drop in character ability or skill set. Uh, so that's just, and it gets into that of, of what characters are capable of. So if that is something that, if you're maybe looking for a character or maybe looking to switch up characters in arcade edition uh probably a good video to check out if you just want to maybe something to to work to if you're if you're if you find yourself listening to this at work uh to kill some time or you are yeah, prince probably wouldn't work in the car because you have to turn your phone off to to listen to it but the conversation is good uh because it's a youtube video uh so give vesper arcade a follow give that video a like uh and listen to the whole conversation because it's pretty I guess it's pretty in-depth as to what characters are now capable of, what their VTR 2s are capable of, and rightfully puts Zangief near the bottom. Zangief is not very good in, in Arcade Edition, and it makes me sad all day. Uh, but you know what doesn't make me sad? Uh, really beautiful send-offs to, uh, to your player that you've had signed for a very long time. Uh, Team Liquid uh, posted this really loving video uh, to honor Knuckle Dew and his departure from Team Liquid. Uh, it's a really, it's like a really beautiful three minute long video of like, you're a great person, Knuckle Dew, and you did a great stuff for us as a team member. Because if you remember, he left Team Liquid uh, about a month ago, maybe not, maybe longer than that. I have to, I don't remember. Again, I don't remember how time works. Bear with me on that. Uh, and has been shopping around for sponsors. A lot of people think, you know, 
there's some speculation out there. He did a photo shoot with Red Bull. Not to say that that's going to happen, but that was probably definitely on the plate. Again, he's shopping around for it. But man, if the company you worked for after you left, like by your own accord, made a three minute long video in honor of you that's like edited well and is like very empowering, fuck. Wish they would do that for me. Wish my company would do that for me. They're not going to do that. They're maybe going to send a letter of recommendation depending on how I leave. But that's about it. <laughs> I'll put you on a resume and that will never get a call up or a follow up with any future employers. But damn, uh, it it's a very loving message. And if you are a fan of Knuckledew and his work or are interested in seeing what he has to do in the future or want to know what he's like, has done he's been he's done a lot of really good work for the fgc in general uh and for that reason i think he deserves uh all the love in the world and uh looking forward to you know whatever team he goes with and looking forward to whatever he does in the future in, in the fgc he's a good dude uh speaking of sponsorships infiltration is no longer with team graft uh, he kind of announced this right on the heels of after winning evo uh and I think it's the same situation as, as Knuckledew of just, I don't think contract, well, contract must have been like a renewable thing, but I think he opted out of it or is just leaving Team Graft on his own accord. Uh, he wasn't dropped by them, I don't believe. Uh, he just said, this is, I'm moving on from this and whatever is, you know, he is looking for a team still. He's not going solo. He's not quitting. Uh, I don't think winning Evo Japan would show any signs of stopping, uh, in my opinion. Uh, he's kind of on a tear right now, doing quite well for himself. Uh, again, a lot of people... Why is it that when people leave teams, people just automatically assume, I hope they get picked up by Red Bull? Team Red Bull? I mean, I like Team Red Bull. I like to drink Red Bull. Sugar-free Red Bull, in my opinion. It's a better tasting one. They have really cool jackets. I like their, their esports wear. I like those jackets. It's pretty nice. Bonchan always, always looks dope as fuck. Uh, so, I don't know. A little, lot, of, lot of speculation in that thread as to where he might go, what teams he might have been looking at. Um, but, again, want to give some love to Infiltration for coming hot off the heels of EVO Japan. Being the winner over there. It's good stuff. Uh, and uh, the last note of sponsorships of... Oh, God damn it browser crashed uh mana already uh he announced that he's putting his money where his fgc mouth is is that, is that track that doesn't really track he's put it he's literally putting his money where his fgc roots are let's put it that way which isn't the saying but that's exactly what he's doing uh he said he was going to do this he was going to pump uh, a lot of resources into the dominican talent down there and he is and guess what uh, this is real. He has a team now, and I love, I love this logo. I love this logo treatment because it is like a legitimate sports team, the Santa Domingo Tigers. That's, it's really fucking dope, actually. Like, I really, uh, I really dig this imagery. And color scheme is all very, very good. Uh, and he he said that he wants to show that the Dominican Republic is strong and he's saying yes uh, here it is I'm going to, I believe in these people it's not just DRA Kaba and myself there's we got their first person who they, they've announced that they'll be sponsoring is or he'll be sponsoring is uh, I think this is Jochi Focus Jochi Focus I don't think I've ever heard it out loud uh, but I would like to I would like to hear it out loud at the next major 
and I'm looking forward to hearing it out loud in the next major as someone who might breach top eight uh, because it seems like the uh, the Dominican Republic is a pretty strong FTC down there. Uh, so look forward to anything coming out of uh, the Tigers. Can I just say the Tigers in the future? Yeah, let's look and see what the Tigers have in store for 2018. Man, that's dope as fuck. Man, that logo is so cool. Oh, check out this link or follow Mana on Twitter if you haven't seen this yet because it is that's some pretty good logo treatment. Ah, that's really cool. All right, folks. That does it for all of the, the posts I want to talk about. Uh, that have graced the front page of our show. Those are the best posts that were posted. Uh, not really. Uh, those were a select few posts cherry-picked uh, by team as to which posts uh, deserve to be on this podcast. And now, if those are the highlights, here come the lowlights, folks. That's right. It's time for the ship post of the week. Uh, that's right, folks. The ship post of the week. It's the post that drew the most shit. It could be a high quality ship post. It could be a low quality ship post. I should have a, I should have like a soundboard thing for that. Ship post of the week, like a big fart noise. Do fight nor do they? Does that play on on radio? Fart noises play well on radio, don't they? Of course they do. Anyways, shit post of the week. Uh, it's just a post that simply stated Street Fighter V at the moment. And it's a picture of Abigail uh, well above the whole cast of Street Fighter V. It's kind of a high quality shit post. I will say the this took time to, to Photoshop. And I can appreciate that. Because uh, it's just it, it was something you saw time and time again over this last week of people saying, Abigail is bullshit. He just he pops a V-trigger and does all the damage and my character is dead. Which has been mostly people's complaints about most characters in this game. Now, you think about all the characters who have been... Uh, who received the most complaints, uh, who have called the, the loudest, uh, the people of the FTC to, to cry nerf, um, or cry top tier, uh, it should be, that they should be nerfed, uh, and that's Abigail, uh, he is capable of dealing pretty massive burst damage, or kill you outright if he lays hands on you, if you mess up and he, he lands a crush counter, that could be the end of the round, regardless of how much life he has left, uh, which for Abigail is the most life in the game <laughs> by by happenstance. Uh, this one was posted by Old Dragon Slayer, so congratulations, Old Dragon Slayer. You are well deserving of this week's shitpost of the week. Uh, something I will say about this as well is like this, and, and the reason why I included this one specifically as shitpost of the week is because uh, I do believe that Old Dragon Slayer does play Abigail, so this is kind of a, a self-loathing post or a like a fuck you for complaining post uh learn the matchup post because those you should learn the matchup first and foremost uh work through your hard matchups is what i'll say uh if something seems like bullshit to you lab it out uh that's then there's actually a lot of abigail lab tech or how to beat abigail stuff um already posted to the sub uh which you can do you can search that abigail tech by uh outright searching for abigail tech on the sub right up here in the corner we have a new search bar okay so this is where we're done with your post of the week this is just something i want to talk about uh in general before i get to our final segment uh that 
check out the front page of our Street Fighter. Uh, specifically in browser and have the subreddit style turned on uh, because that's where you're going to get a lot of this information and disability. But we added a new button. Uh, for those of you who don't know what any of this stuff looks like, there's actually kind of a fuck ton of information to be seen on the front page of our Street Fighter before you even scroll down at all. Uh, there's the, like useful resources, uh, links to the weekly tournaments, uh, character discussions, which is actually a shitload like if you it's the character discussions basically act as our a wiki that we keep updating every week for each character uh probably in like in mass uh people complain about there not being you know collected information but this is happening basically every week uh and it's continually it's like a rolling update of you know we're going to keep updating each character like whatever tech is out there whatever tech is new uh, is it continues to happen and is thus archived on the sub uh, but that's that's this link right here uh, and as always the the fourth big button is the uh, community street the street fighter 5 community feedback list uh, the request priority list uh, this is basically pulled the community asked them what they want to change for street fighter 5 and this is what everybody has come together. It's actually we're actually getting the current. I think I talked about this the last week or the week before, but a new one's out for AE. So if you have complaints about the game, that's the place you want to go. But uh, what else can I talk? About? Oh, there's Artist Alley down here. That's an old thing. Uh, which if you're just looking for fan art or you know, want to see if anyone's posted any like art for sale or whatever, there's where you want to go. Uh, also, this list of fighting game events that is always live. It's a big, just a really fucking long list of things to look at. Kept up by FGC Cal on Twitter. Uh, but the new thing over here that I want to point out is the text search tab. Uh, by clicking on this link, boom, click that link. It basically tells you how to search. Uh, and the best way to search and actually sets you up to search for whatever you want. Uh, hold on. Tech search. Hit that button right there. Boom. And now I'm set up to tech search. But maybe I want to do Abigail. So I'll type in Abigail. How do I beat the Abigail? And then all of the Abigail stuff, tech that has been posted in forever on the sub, uh, will show up here. And you can sort it by... Uh, most popular or you can sort it by I think the most uh, useful one uh, would be uh, sorted by newest probably maybe comments see if people dig into it but uh, that is a very useful tab to hit if you are just looking for specifically Zangief tech or specifically uh, Sakura tech all of the tech that has been posted the sub and its entirety the best way to look for it hit that tab Type in your character's name, and it should pop up. Uh, and then search by probably newest to oldest to get a good idea of you know what is the latest tech. Uh, and then just scroll on down for all eternity and forever. Uh, but that's just the new tab that I wanted to point out before getting into our last segment, which is FGC history. Okay, this one, folks. I was gonna talk about this one at some point. I think people who are watching uh, just by this layout alone is kind of the thumbnail. They already know what match I'm going to talk about. Uh, this is Dreamhack Winter 2013. 
a little matchup between Gandhi and FSP. Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition 2012. Uh, that's right, folks. Uh, this matchup is kind of infamous in a lot of ways uh, in that uh, Gandhi, who was at the event for actually another game, just decided on a whim, I'll enter Street Fighter because why not? Uh, I don't really know how to play fighting games. I know how to maybe control the character a little bit. I know how to show you can. I know how to fireball. I'm going to play this game. Uh, versus FSP, Fairly Sad Panda, who knows how to play Rufus. Like, the thing about this is that, yes, FSP knows how to play. He could probably beat strong players. You might have see him beat players, uh, very strong players, uh, with his Rufus. That very well may be. Uh, however, uh, FSP cracks uh, and is beaten by someone who appears to have just started playing the game. Uh, what's important here to note is what goes wrong uh, for FSP. Uh, and it can mostly be tracked down to he's trying to play his own game. He's trying to play the way that Rufus wants to play against Ryu. Uh, but what he's forgetting is that he's not really playing against Ryu right now. He's playing against Gandhi who doesn't know how to play Ryu. So all of the things that he's looking for, like he's doing dives and re-dives to blow up a crouch tech, but Gandhi has probably never heard of crouch tech or know what that is at all. So, I mean, you can see right from the start of the video, uh, right at the start of the match, where Ryu does a... opens up the set with a hard kick Tatsu, which in this particular matchup, the, the Rufus versus Ryu matchup, not a whole lot of reason to open up with a hard kick tatsu, really at all. Uh, it's, it's not a huge risk in terms of it being on block. It's not, there's no free punish afterwards. You do give up the advantage, but a raw hard kick tatsu from starting position can be reacted to, A. Uh, and also, really no, there's not a whole lot that Rufus would want to do at the start of a round where hard kick tatsu would beat it outright right off the bat, like perhaps in like the Ryu mirror, if Ryu wants to open with a fireball, starting out with a hard kick tatsu will work. That has happened and classically has happened in matches. But in this particular matchup, that's just not something that a Ryu would ever want to do. And then what does he follow up the hard kick tatsu with? A stand light kick. There's your sign. He doesn't really know exactly what he's doing. So at that point, it, it should be at least that should have sent a message to FS to FSP that uh, I should I should play this person like I should be baiting DPS I should just be baiting all the worst stuff and just punish I should anti air I should do all of these things uh, and just play simply because my opponent is never going to learn anything as I can't condition them I'm not going to catch a crouch tech I'm not going to be able to frame trap anything here I'm just going to I'm going to play the opponent, but he doesn't do that, and he loses. Specific, specifically to me, the breaking point in this set uh, is about halfway through uh, when Gandhi is up, uh, and he throws he throws FSP for the first time on FSP's wake-up, uh, and that, I think, blows him up, because at this point, Gandhi had not thrown at all in the entirety of the match. Uh, so all 
All FSP thought he had to do was just, oh, at this point, I'll just continue to bait a DP because he's probably just going to DP. But then Gandhi throws him, which throws all of that out the window. Now it's like, well, the actual true answer to that, just like late crouch tech if you're really worried about being thrown. But regardless, not not what FSP did. Uh, and he gets blown up for it. Uh, this is one of the biggest blowups of of that year in general, and it still is like histor- I'm talking about it on this podcast, being a historic example of needing to be able to play against your opponent and not just character. There's also some punished situations here that went unpunished or improperly punished, uh, and some some buttons that didn't get punished on block. Uh, and anti-air is being important. That's the whole thing here too. Uh, but a lot of the times. The extra reason why I bring this video up is that any time that this video has ever been posted historically, uh, for the most part, like any time I see this, no, everyone just talks about this set and says, oh, dang, what a, what a blow up. That's really unfortunate, which it is. And that sucks. But they never bring up the match that immediately followed this match. Uh, which I will also link uh, in the uh, in this thread, where it's uh, Feimitsu Danwa. Immediate, immediately after the set, Feimitsu Danwa sets, steps up to the sticks and plays against Gandhi, who has just won. Uh, and he picks Dan, and he plays it. He plays against his opponent. He does not just play against the character. He plays against his opponent. And it's a blow-up. It's effectively... He does get a perfect in there at some point. He taunts a lot uh, because he can get away with it because he knows when he can taunt. He knows when he's not in danger. He anti-airs. He baits DPs. He safe jumps. It's a whole slew of things that he was doing in this set to just play against his opponent that... FSP did not do and he basically cleanly wins four straight rounds it's not even close Uh, and that's the foil that I really want to bring up is that at this point Feimitsu Danwa is not playing the matchup that Dan would want to play against Ryu he's playing the matchup that Feimitsu Danwa would want to play against Gandhi that's the difference here Uh, that's the like the quote-unquote scrub killing tactics that you need to learn in a competitive sense because sometimes you can run into someone who like doesn't know enough about the game to be exploited about the things that you know about the game so you have to simplify it and you just have to play it out right uh and i yeah like i in this set just watch this this set i think is more important to watch than the one that you probably already watched which is um fsp versus gandhi but the famitsu danwa versus gandhi matchup that i think is more of a telling sign that's a more positive story of this is how you do it now so here's a bad example immediately followed by a great example and no one ever talks about the great example. So this is really why I wanted to share that video so that people can then go on to share this. Like this one was never cut out specifically of Feimitsu Denwa and and versus Gandhi, but there's a timestamp in the in that group set uh, of like a two hours or one and a half hours of matches. Uh, I'll, I'll share the timestamp uh, with this link uh, just to let you guys know where it is. Uh, but this one is the good example. So check this video out and every time that you see fsp versus gandhi think about this video and do the things that be a famitsu danwa don't be an fsp (laughs) 
Anyway, folks, that'll do it for another episode of RSF Radio. Uh, that's our final segment. And so, with that, uh, you can find me at Super Joe Monday on Twitter uh, or on the sub at uh, Joe underscore Monday. Uh, or you can hit up the uh, Reddit, the official RSF account, uh, R Street Fighter account on Twitter, which is uh, Reddit, at Reddit SF. Uh, any of those locations, either me or one of the mods will respond to you. If you got any questions, let me know. Uh, if you got any critiques or reviews of the podcast, please let me know. I'm always trying to make this a better show for the listeners. Um, someone suggested I do a, a full ASMR episode, which then, uh, I don't know, for some reason to me, ASMR videos are like the unironically funniest thing to me that still exists that's like still have legs as comedy on on youtube uh like even outside of the funky kong drives you from the airport like that's already pretty good that's that's some pretty good comedy in my opinion even though it's not intended to be or maybe it is i literally i legitimately don't know which is what makes me happy on the inside uh Someone recommended I'd do a full ASMR podcast, which I don't have the mic set up to do that. However, don't be surprised if one of these weeks it's just me whispering into a microphone for an hour talking about Street Fighter shit. I'm sure that's someone's fetish, and I'm happy to oblige. Uh, and with that, that is another episode of RSF Radio. Catch us every week, Thursday night, probably Friday morning for a lot of people, but... That's the podcast. Catch us on Monday for the tournament. Actually, no, Friday for the... I forget to give them get uh, Kamikaze Warrior shoutouts, but Friday is our weekly West Coast tournament, and Monday is our weekly East Coast and Round Robin tournament. So look for those posted sub, uh, and look for this posted sub. Again, if you have any questions where to find the links, that will be in the description right below in the podcast or right below in the YouTube video if you're watching or in the red thread if that's where you are right now. Uh, regardless, folks, that's an episode. Uh, I'm going to head off and probably get something to drink because I am parched. All right, folks, take care. Have a good week. Till next time. <laughs>